6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. You know, it is uh, International Transgender Day of Visibility. And important work and ongoing research is happening at the Urogynecology Clinic at the Lois Hole Hospital for Women. So here's the deal. Access to gender-affirming surgery, it is really limited in Canada. Most patients have to travel to Montreal for surgical expertise, and then they return home for post-operative care, which, you know, can be a little inconsistent. But that's changing, thanks to the work that's being done at the clinic. Dr. Kathy Flood is a professor in the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology at the U of A, and uh, Dr. Flood leads the clinic. Doctor, welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us. When you look at, at, at this, and as I mentioned, most patients uh, needing gender-affirming surgeries, as I mentioned, have to go to Montreal. And then, you know, oftentimes they come back to their, to their hometown and, and, and left without that kind of post-operative care that you might expect elsewhere. So how important is it and the work that you're doing at this clinic right now? Well, I think it's critical and we've had a lot of feedback from patients that they feel so much better knowing that, that there's a safety net for them. So if they do come home and have a problem where they get a bad infection or they start to bleed, there's some people that have the expertise to know what to do. Because I think the surgery is a bit confusing. We don't do it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of us that are surgeons look after our own patients and know how to deal with it because we know what happened in the operation. But um, there's just that extra step of fear that so many people have had when taking care of these patients. So uh, we started the clinic, not really a clinic, but it's a clinic within a clinic, the okay. program. Yeah, in 2018. And uh, we've been able to take care of these patients so hope they can get the best outcomes that they can get. And boy, oh boy, it just must feel uh, so good for, for these patients knowing that they have the care here, that there is some place that they can turn to, um, you know, with, with medical professionals who will understand what they have gone through and know what to do to help them. That's huge. I mean, I can't think of any other surgery where you might have where... Um, um, then you're just kind of, you know, left on your own maybe a little bit uh, to take care of it and you don't have a specialist around. Well, I think, I, I mean, it's a bit touchy-feely, but I do think that just having <laughs> that comfort of there's, that you'll be, in, you'll be in hands that can take care of you is so important just for the process of healing. Oh, yeah, without, without a doubt. Um, are you seeing a, a lot of patients now? We have seen, and there was a bit of a slowdown with COVID because Montreal shut down for two months last May, but we have seen over 250 people so far. Wow. And we see them multiple times until they're on their way in and handling things well, which can take up sometimes over a year. Yeah, I was going to ask you about how long that process might take. The healing takes a lot longer than the kind of surgery that we do, and I think it's because it's it's using grafts. Mm-hmm. And so some of the things that can happen are difficulty with things like dilations, problems with the bladder, which fits well in our clinic, and problems with uh, bleeding issues. You're also doing um, some more work on um, you know, developing, continuing to develop um, this clinic and, and really wanting it to, to become a, a standard for other clinics across the country where does that stand oh well it's a it's a work in process <laughs> um covid's kind of put a wrench in a lot of things 
but within our Canadian Society of Pelvic Medicine, uh, we are having a meeting upcoming in Toronto, and one of the presenters has um, bottom surgery that he does in Toronto, and he's speaking at our clinic. So we would like to see the rest of our colleagues bring this into the fold. There are some general gynecologists doing it in uh, Calgary, but ideally... Um, any gynecologist should be able to take care of a, a patient who's a, who identifies as female. And so what we've also done since the beginning is have our residents that rotate through our urogynecology clinics, so residents are people training to be gynecologists, also come through and see these patients with us. So I anticipate uh, we'll be out of business in a, in a few years because they won't need us. <laughs> that training is so incredibly important for you know those who want to be gynecologists, isn't it? It is, and I was really cautious at first because um, there can be a lot of uh, trauma with patients, and you really don't want any learners uh, making mistakes with patients, like misgendering them, for uh-huh. example. Um, but I found the generation that's a few t- few generations below me is so aware of this already, it's not an issue. And I actually had patients say to me, no, I want you to have learners because... We need everyone to know this. Uh What have you learned through all of this? I tell you, it has (laughs) been... (laughs) I have learned so much about um, just just about the transgender population, just about the flexibility of gender identity, fluidity, the difference between sexual orientation and gender identity. I keep learning. I keep um, getting totally inspired by this population Uh because there's so much resilience and there's so much beauty in these people. And I I, I, I was ready to quit over COVID like so many of my colleagues. Uh And this population really kept us going. How how has has, um, your area of expertise when it comes to the transgender community, how has it changed over your time of being a doctor? Um, going from knowing absolutely nothing, nothing about it three years ago to quite a bit more. And the visibility of transgender people is so much more out there, unfortunately, a lot of times in a really negative way, especially south of the border and yeah. especially with trans kids, as I'm sure you know all about. Yeah, especially recently. Um, but I have a lot of my patients, uh, or a lot of my friends and family, ask me about it, um, especially even people in the queer community that don't know so much about the trans population. So I feel part of our role is is education of just lay people out there. <laughs> um, you may think you've never met a trans patient, but I, a person, but I guarantee you everybody has. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Dr. Kathy Flood joining me this afternoon. One of the things that uh, I, I really appreciated um, that I had read about some of the work that was being done at the clinic and um, just some of the advice that was uh, put out there. And, and, it, and it was this, you know, a few simple recommendations to better support the transgender community. Be kind, be open, respectful, supportive to all. Um, and, you know, to establish yourself as an ally, there's a number of different ways to do that. But, you know, using your pro- pronouns on, on basic things on like on a Zoom call or on your on your Instagram or your Twitter handle, that all goes a long, long way, doesn't it? It really does. And I think it's really out there. I mean, we've done some a bunch of Zoom calls for interviews for future medical students, future residents just in the last couple of months. And I, I noticed the majority of them had their pronouns there. Uh-huh. And and I really think that creates a safe space if you do identify with different pronouns or if you are on the, the gender uh, spectrum. 
Dr. Flood, keep up the great work. Thank you for joining us this afternoon, and congratulations to you and your team for, for doing what you're doing. Well, it's lovely to talk to you. You have a good day. Yeah, you too. Dr. Kathy Flood joining me this afternoon, um, this ongoing research that they're doing and, and, and care that that is happening at the urogynecology clinic at the Lewis Hole Hospital of Women for for people who have gone through gender uh, gender affirming surgery uh, for those who identify as women and uh, the fact is and, and and I think this is a really important thing to remember that you know to get that surgery majority of folks have to go to Montreal and so you know it's it's not like you're traveling back and forth to montreal every week for for checkups you need to find uh, a place uh in medical experts who can um who can provide that care and who know what they're doing that's incredibly important right think about it if you had a surgery of some sort and you didn't have the proper post-operative care right so I, i'm loving the work that they're doing